Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Always wanted to hear the real deal when it comes to fitness, health, nutrition, and physical well-being? This is Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. What's cracking? What's really good? They don't pull any punches. You'll only get the truth about how you get healthier, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And now, here's Tasha Makia and Big Dave. Big shout out to everybody that's been rocking with the podcast. We've been getting a lot of emails at BigDaysPowerHalfHour at gmail.com. And people are asking, and I had to ask this question or talk about this topic with you today, Dave, because it's like high demand. Three different types of body types. Did I say that damn right? Three body different yeah, types. Three different <laughs> body types. Thanks, Dave. Classifications yes. of what the body looks like. Yes. Yeah, so that, that that was a situation. We wanted to break that down. And then a lot of people were saying, like, how do I know which one am I? Especially if I'm out of sight, uh, you know, like out of a, uh, especially if I'm out of shape. Okay. So the three different body types. Okay. There's three different body types. And I'm sure that <laughs> women here all sorts of different body types. Like, yeah. girl, you look thick. Girl, you look thin. Yeah, you hey, look man, juicy. you look small. You look lengthy and yeah, slim. petite or slim. Right. You look lean. Yeah. That's the worst thing a guy could hear, especially us bodybuilders. What's saying? You we look hear, lean? We hear you look lean. We will jump in front of the light rail. Oh, it's my. not good. What the no. Because it doesn't make us look full and like thick. And well, we you like look that look. Big. Big. You're buff. But, but when people Huge. tell us that, oh, you look lean. Damn, are you losing weight? That's you're like, like the ultimate. That's like you're gonna get thrown <laughs> down. Like, yeah, we're gonna push you down real hard. Yes. <laughs> okay, so to to get back on topic here, yes. there are three different body classifications is the proper terminology if we're gonna be all studious here. Okay. Um first one being ectomorph. Second one being endomorph. Mm -hmm. Third one being mesomorph. Mesomorph. Now, it's funny because I don't know if people remember back in the day, and this is kind of for my old school people that are listening here, cybergenics. Okay, you don't know. No. You're looking at me like I'm stupid, which You're I am not. stupid. It looks Stop. stupid. But anyway, Explain. cybergenics and people that are listening here that go old school. Joe Piscopo used to rep them. Uh-huh. Um, it was a program that was designed for all three different characteristics of body types. Oh. So what they did was they came out with a box system. You bought this box at GNC because GNC was one of the only ones that used to sell it. Mm-hmm. And it had all these different supplements and a plan to work out, what you should do for your workout, different yeah. body type. Wow. And everything was specifically designed for each different body type. Okay. I don't know why I keep saying type. Type. Okay. <laughs> so, ectomorph being very thin, very slight, mm-hmm. and very underweight. Endomorph, medium build, good muscle tone, has a good stature of shoulder to waist ratio. Like a stocky build. Very much so. Like mm-hmm. an athletic build. Mm-hmm. So when I say a shoulder to waist ratio, what that means is in English Ooh. is you have that V taper already natural. So your shoulders are wide, mm-hmm. your waist is somewhat narrow, and you have the ability to put on a lot of lean muscle. Okay. And wow. then the last one would be mesomorph. Okay. 
Mesomorph is very different in the sense of clinically, they consider that obese. Really? So if you're a mesomorph, you're technically classified as an obese person. I'm a, I'm a mesomorph. I'm a mesomorph too, big time. <laughs> so you're telling me I am one? No, I never said that. You I, said two. I, well, <laughs> well, then I am I am one, and you follow suit. <laughs> Now, most women think they're mesomorph. I feel like one. But, and rightfully so. But right. the biggest thing is, is that those classifications are kind of outdated. Mm. But what's funny is, and, and here's a little food for thought for people yeah. that are listening. Mm-hmm. When you go to apply for insurance or life insurance or any sort of insurance policy, okay. whether it's remote online mm-hmm. or in a, an actual office, mm-hmm. most most people don't do anymore, they do it online, they have questions that are, will ask you, what is your body type? Oh. And they will actually utilize this particular uh, phrase of mm-hmm. ecto-endomezo right. for those particular questions. But if you're, if you're not careful and you answer that you are considered between an, ec- an endo and a mesomorph, then you are considered... Clinically obese by a chart that is so outdated, okay? And therefore, your insurance premium will either be at the highest because you're at risk for heart attack, low, 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 you know, diabetes, low blood pressure, or high blood pressure, lower back pain, chronic pain, which we know too much about. That's me. Um, so that has to kind of be revamped mm. because I technically, or most of the guys and girls, believe yeah. it or not, that do work out, that carry a lot of muscle and or body fat as well, would be considered a mesomorph, which is considered clinically obese yeah. in the in this day and age. That's but incredible. we all know that that's really not true yeah. because we don't say really, oh, well, they have a mesomorph physique, or oh, look at that guy. He has an ectomorph physique. Yeah. You say, oh, he looks good. He's really muscular. Right. Which would in turn fall under the endo. Endo. If you say, oh, that girl's thick, you know, she she looks like she works out, but she got a big old booty. Yeah. And she's thicker, but she's looks juicy. good. Yeah. She could be between meso and endo. Yeah. So you don't hear that. No. So just, just remember, hey, ecto, more of a slider side, kind of lengthy kind of getting in shape, that really has a lot of muscle tone, but is in the process. Mm-hmm. Endo, really athletic, really has the potential to put on muscle, has a great build. A girl would be more of like an athletic build with a little bit of muscle, but a little bit of a booty. Mm. And then mezzo, that girl's thick. She's yeah. juicy. The guy is muscular, but a little bit on the bigger side. So that's kind of a better way to kind of equate to those. It's great. So, okay. So say you have weight on you that's not supposed to be on you. Because if, how are you supposed to determine which one you are if you are a little heavier? You know what I mean? If you're not at the size that the BMI charts claim Well, exactly. That's a really good point. The BMI, the basal metabolic index, is going to classify you in a very different way than the the body's type the classification V3. would be. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I keep stuttering on my words, excuse yeah. me real quick, and, and I, and I want to say that, because you don't see these often. You hear, oh, slight and small. Right, you don't you hear, hear Medium athletic or fat and obese. Right. But these are the actual terms that they would actually use. Yeah. Now, so that way our listeners and people that are listening to this can kind of get a general idea of why these terms, where they came from, and why a lot of doctors or clinical will still use them. But the normal people in a gym will be like, oh, that girl's thick, but she's got a really athletic build. Oh, well, she's an endo-mezzo. You see what I'm saying? So that's kind of how that works. Oh, you can be a combination? Oh, big time. So when I started, and I'll use me as an example, 
I was a true ectomorph. So I was small as hell, very thin, very frail. That is so hard to believe, guys. <laughs> very wow. frail. I was a big, 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 frail, little lengthy kid <laughs> but then over time yeah with being in the gym yeah. and getting to know my body and my body starting Nutrition. to kind of like mature and, mm-hmm. and puberty hit and stuff like that oh boy then my started to transition over to an endomorph okay now i'm definitely a mesomorph because i am definitely over the chart on uh, on the scale of clinically obese because my size because mu- you and I have so, so much, much muscle, muscle yeah. but I have a lot of body fat as well at the current time. So I would totally be a mesomorph. What would I be? You'd be an ectoendo. Ecto. So you'd be between endo. more slight because when you're not holding body fat or yeah. you're not holding the weight that you normally would. Like I am now. Naturally, yeah. especially with your injury. Then yeah, you slide tend to tend to have a tendency to slide more towards the endo, mm. but you're more built ecto because your natural frame is not thick and big. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? See, but I, you do have that Dominican and Puerto Rican, so you got that in you. So yeah. you could have the mesomorph booty. So uh, well, I don't know. Which as is a good thing. That's a good thing. If not, I got a SpongeBob brother. Let me just tell you. <laughs> you got that square rectangular ass. <laughs> but see, the only reason I would think the ecto for myself is because when I got down, now I'm sitting at 170. Okay. But when I got down to 140, I really lean out. Like I really get. Small, and then I get that little baby V, mm-hmm. but then I have no boobs. Like I yeah, just I was have gonna a say, it's most insane. of the time the boobs will go first. It's like flapjack, and a City. lot of girls will yeah. lose that booty, yeah, unless they are naturally more of a meso endomorph, and oh. they genetically have that that part of that in them naturally. It's hereditary. Like it it totally down. is hereditary. Very much so. So you can you can lose a lot of weight and still have, be juicy on top 100%, and on the bottom. Hundred percent. But me. most people, and especially women, will notice this more so than men. Is when the body fat does start to drop tremendously. Bless you. Excuse me. Thank um, you. The the boobs go first because technically that's majority body fat, and then unfortunately where most girls don't want to lose it would be the booty. Really. And so it goes boobs, booty, and then Stomach. the trunk. And the core area, that which sucks. of course they want to lose core area, then maybe a little bit on the boobs, and yeah. then leave the ass alone. Don't touch the ass. So can you eat the same for every, all three of these different body types? Yes, you can, but that is predicated on what you want to look like. So in other mm. words, if you're a mesomorph, okay, and you're trying to lean down to an ectomorph, or I'm sorry, an endomorph, which right. is your athletic build, the middle, mm-hmm. okay, then obviously you're going to have to eat a little bit more clean and not as many calories a day to support that mesomorph body. I tendency, I have a tendency to lean more towards mesomorph all the time because technically our off-season, and I'm holding my hands up in quotes here. Yeah, so he you, is. He right? really is. <laughs> a mesomorph for us is considered off-season. So when a bodybuilder and or a physique or and or a bikini girl, so anybody that competes – you know, in in our in our world, would have an off season and then basically probably move mm. up into that different the body next. class uh, classification because they're put on a little bit more fat, okay. they're put on more muscle, so they're not as 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 regimented to lose more body fat than they would if they were getting ready for a show and or summer's coming up or something like that. Yeah. So that is considered off season. So the body classification would probably go up. So if they were an endo, they're yeah. probably going to go to a meso. There really isn't anything over oh. meso except fat. 
And that's, that's me. It, that's all that's it me. Is? I'm fat. So then there's a he fat. He is not. He is muscular. Oh, whatever. He's I'm fat. I'm like, your shirt is just like, please help <laughs> me. So are there any one of these three that are like, you know, harder to get muscle, harder to let burn fat, or is just the same for the all? The ectomorph, which is your first classification, is going to be the slight very low body fat, very low muscle, very lean, skinny person. Exactly. Perfect, perfect example. Hard gainer. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there is nothing that says that ecto cannot move up to an endo very quickly with the right food, with the right training, mm-hmm. and the right subs. So which one has the fast metabolism? Ecto, the first. So that's the that's because. So ecto is going to be the fast. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Ecto's going to be the fastest metabolism. Wow. Endo's going to be the second fastest, and meso's going to be very slow, if not kind of like dying, not even moving. Oh my gosh. Right. Just like a burrito with legs. 100%. In a, in a sense. 100%. So, okay, so then to ask you again, how would a person that's not in shape figure out what their body type is? Or do you got to go back and look at pictures when you were younger? No, or not something? necessarily because, you know, obviously you're not going to predicate the physique from what you used to look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all do that and say, oh, well, this is what I used to like look like. And oh, this is, I, we do that. Yeah. Especially women. We do that. Look, yeah, sure, a girl definitely. looks good. And, 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 you know, social media definitely, of course, comes into play as well yeah. because, you know, people see pictures from like two, three years ago and mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I wish I could look like that again. Yeah. So I think going back that far, like childhood and stuff like that would probably be a little bit obsolete because you've matured, your body mm-hmm. has, 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 has accelerated. Aged and hormones. Right, right. And, stress yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Right, stress. So Ooh. that being said, I think that, you know, um, your body fat is definitely gonna gonna place you in that category, number one. Mm-hmm. And then your your um, your BMI, which is again we've talked about your basal metabolic index, that really coincides more so with the class type of the physique. So if the body fat, so the body fat technically an ectomorph would have very little, if any, body fat, little fat. on them. So that's that's my mom, right? She's four yeah. eleven, ninety five pounds. My mom was like that wet. too. Yeah, yeah when, okay. You know, because my mom was very slight, very thin. You could literally like see her spleen. You know, so <laughs> she was like ninety too. pounds. Yeah, endomorph is going to have a little bit more body fat than an ectomorph, mm-hmm. but more again like that athletic build. Yeah, you you see abs, you see that chiseled look. Sometimes they'll have an eight pack, sometimes a six pack, but they're genetic. Their their body is genetically gifted. Like they can look at weights and really put on good muscle and mm-hmm. lean muscle and really eat kind of what they want, and they still get the results that they want. Do they have a slower metabolism? It starts to slow down as as that that body classification goes up. Up so into the, the meso. So again, so like the mm. ecto is the fastest. They can eat whatever That's they want. And they just can't hold weight. Their body yeah. fat's low. You know, just really stringy and thin. And then again, the endo, the endo. is going to be, the body fat is kind of like right where it needs to be. Yeah. And they're genetically gifted and they're just Ugh. naturally gifted. They're, they have that body. It's like, oh, you know, you can eat whatever you want. And you're like, if I ate that, I would look It'd huge. I'll be, be meso. So that type of, of body classification. Gotcha. And then meso is your thicker, yeah. more muscle, but yet more body fat mm-hmm. carrying physique. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily such a bad thing. I don't think so, yeah. But back in the day, it was. It was like, oh, well, if you're a mesomorph, you're fat. Yeah. Well, now, if you're a mesomorph, you're just bigger than... But you have muscle. You, you, usually that person, especially men, will carry yeah. a lot more muscle. Lot. Most women are between kind of an endo and an ecto. Yeah. But then, 
some women that are a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker, or a little bit more plus size, which, hey, shout out to our plus size girls. You know, hey, girl. they, they look phenomenal. Yes, and, they and, do. and a lot of them carry that weight so, so well, well and it's dispersed so well. Yeah. And, and, and good for them, you know, yeah. but they fall in that mesomorph category okay. because they're either A, and this is, this is, this is a fact, they are big boned. So they're thicker. Is that a real thing? It totally is a real thing. Because, because I've seen the you jokes look at online. A, you look at a girl that's like 100 pounds, and she's very lengthy and thin. Uh-huh. And then you look at a girl that's 160, 170. Uh-huh. She's thicker, bigger girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, their bones are more dense, and they are bigger. Mm. And, and, you know, you put a, a, a mesomorph bone in an endomorph girl, she's going like, to look weird. She's like, like Fred Flintstone. She's going to look like... <laughs> that makes sense. Weird. So so that kind of kind of hopefully gives an idea of how that works. So yeah. So again, ecto very low body fat, endo medium body fat, more athletic build, kind of where everybody up. would like to be. Yeah, meso. So it goes into each other. Exactly. If, they all especially fall, on your off all, seasons. They all or... literally overlap each other. So you have mentioned the BMI chart. Like I know that the BMI chart, like the BMI chart, they use it in the school for the kids, and it's insane when you get a letter at home right. and they're saying this about your kid. And a lot the of them are obsolete. 11. But. Are the BMI charts factual? Are they 100%? Is that no. really it? Like, Because they can stress you out. You know, to be honest with you. And discourage you. you the, like... the biggest thing with the BMI is it's, 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 really, it's really kind of come Let a long way. Mm-hmm. And, and I was just kind of looking at it to see if they've really changed it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google one right but now. But they're saying basically like online, and we're, we're cheating and using Google. That's right. Um, they say that a BMI of less than 18.5% means that a person is underweight. A BMI of between 18.5 and 24.9 is ideal. Okay, so if you were to compare those, the National Institute of Health, a BMI of less than 18.5% is underweight. You technically would be an ectomorph. Me. So you're you're on that slider, thinner side, okay? You think? Well, that's what they're saying here. Okay. Now, if you said now, if you said a BMI of between eighteen point five and twenty twenty four point nine is ideal, okay, that's probably where most people do sit. Right now, you're sitting between an endo and a mesomorph, that's... so you would fall under the endo meso. Yeah, most right now. women would. Yeah, unless they're like seventy pounds and so thin you can see their intestines. We don't want that. No, that's, that's unhealthy. And that's then they horrible. have no ass or nothing, and they're yeah, just you're just like a walking board. But hey. <laughs> Shout out to thin girls too. You no, know, thin, thin stringy girls. They, they got feelings too. So you know, but but most of those girls are just genetically built that way because their parents were either slight yeah. and or just not very athletic or just had a more hard gainer, like you said. It's funny because my mom, she's four, like I said, she's four eleven, ninety five pounds wet. My dad is like six three. He's a good 200 lean. And so when I look at myself, I'm like, what the hell? This has to be food. Right. Because we're not big boob women in my family. Right. And I'm sitting on a double D area. Like okay. that's like, so I know it's fat. I know it's not something sure. that belongs. But like, you also notice that when your weight fluctuates, you drops. probably notice a big difference in I your chest that. size. Yeah, it you shrinks. Know, the lower, but but they're they're not maybe as full nope. and like as as heavy, it's like a sock. they kind of right. It's like a sock filling it with rocks. It's like you know, <laughs> no, you rocks. dump you dump some rocks out. No, you got a lighter load, but then you got some full rocks. <laughs> then you got a heavy set load. Which I'm shout out to my boys out there. We all like them big rocks out there because it usually matches the booty. Let me so. tell you, I take it. It feel like a scarf. I can wrap it around my neck. <laughs> but that, that's the only thing. Right. So there, is there a way? Because it's so funny. Because when I used to train my clients way back in the day, they would say, "Taj, I want to lose weight, but I don't want to lose my boobs. Can you ever do that?" It's very Sounds difficult ridiculous. because, you know, and that kind of goes into something called, some we like to call spot training. 
And oh. spot training would be okay. Let's say you come in the gym and or and or anybody walks in the gym and, and tells a trainer, "Look, I really want to focus on my core area." Right. Okay, which is of course the biggest trunk yeah. trunk or core that most women and men want to focus yeah. on. More so women because you have that little like pooch there sometimes, especially if you've had kids. Child, some like do, some don't. And that is a genetic thing. Yeah. And, and, and gravity and yeah. age. So yeah. there's multiple factors that come into play. Of course, diet comes into play too. It's one of those things that's unfortunate. If you do have a front butt, a lot of people like to call it. <laughs> it's okay? a booty do. We'll just call it what it's it is. It's a booty do. The, 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 the fupa or the front butt or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, a lot of people will be like, look, I really want to target and focus on this area. Right. Which is fine. And there's a lot of things that we can do to focus specifically on spot training on okay. that core area. But you also have real. to do your diligence with the cardio and weight training because – the more weight training you do overall, it's going to affect that one training. area yeah. more so than not. So if you just focus, like that's like saying, okay, well, if I did planks and crunches every day right. for six months, am I going to lean up there? Yeah, it's going to definitely affect you there and it's going to help. But if you're eating McDonald's three times a day yeah. and you're not doing any cardio, no. then that area is going to be covered up Ugh. with Subsequent is fat and fluid. Yeah. Therefore, you're not going to see all your work. You're gonna you're gonna be strong as hell in the core. Yeah. But you can't. You're see You're not going to be able to see the beauty and of, of it. Of course, we're a society of visual, and you know when we see something and like that. Results. Exactly. Exactly. So you know to to answer your question, yes, you can spot train, but you really should focus overall because. Obviously, we know the more cardio you do, the, the more body fat you can lose. And, of course, that goes into diet. That's so it's true. just like we talked about with that chain link fence. You know, if one little part is missing, then the whole thing falls down. That's true. So, That's a good way to put it. I think so. And it's easy to understand. It's like, well, if you have a big chain yeah. and you have two people holding opposite ends yeah. and one link is missing, the chain ain't going to work. It's not going to fall apart. Yeah. It's just like with diet, with cardio, with, 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 with weight training. If you don't have one of those parts in there, then the whole, mm-hmm. the whole recipe falls apart. So let me ask you, if, I, if I'm a person that's just getting started with working out, why does it seem like it's so damn hard to stay on a routine? Is it because your tongue is like spoiled by all the shitty shit we eat? Like you, do, do you think that these foods that we eat sometimes give us cravings, like the bad attitudes? Or I don't the think extra, it's just the food, you know? and I think that's a great question. I think, But it's a two-part question, because so we'll answer it in two parts. Yeah. The first part being, to answer your question that you just asked, Yes, I do. The body does crave certain things. Mm. It's just like when a woman becomes pregnant. They always say, well, what was her craving when she was pregnant? Which is really interesting because, like, every woman's different. Yeah. But you would think that, you know, the way you're physiologically made, you would probably crave the same thing. Yeah. But that's not the case, clearly. I mean, if you were to put 10 girls in front of you that are pregnant and say, okay, what do you crave? You're going to get 10 different answers. It's true. Maybe you'll get something that's similar, salt, or they won't say a specific food, but they'll say, oh, well, I crave savory, or I crave, you know, salt, or candy, or sugar, or, you know, so the classification is completely different. So to answer your question, I think that, it's very hard to reprogram yourself when you're so used to eating a certain way. And I'm way. guilty of that. Yeah. Everyone's I guilty am too. of that. Yeah. So, you know, like, for example, I used to eat eggs and chicken when I first started this because, number one, it was cheap. And, and yeah. everyone out there listening okay. that, that does a competitive aspect like myself, we all know that when we all first started – this stuff becomes very expensive. It does. So my point is you want to eat cheap, but you want to get good quality. Right. So, of course, it was milk, eggs – Ice cream and chicken. That was your thing. That was my thing. For how long? Years. 
So now when I sit it? down and eat breakfast and they give me scrambled eggs, I'm like, oh, God. I don't want this. You know, and, and I mean, chicken Ooh. I'm good with. But, of course, I'm not your typical bodybuilder now right. because I become a little bit, you know, more picky on what I eat, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I like my fillets and I like yeah. my chicken. Shout out to Ocean Prime. Yes, he and, is obsessed. You know, and but so I'm, are you. So are I you. Our boys Prime. at DTC take good care Thanks. of us. And Tasha's well, just as guilty as I, I am. I, I, I but, am. you know, you guys out there all have your creature comforts. And, of course, it's so funny because... I was in the I was in the Midwest this last weekend yeah. for some some business, and those people eat completely different than, than how we eat. Used to. And then people out in Cali or the the West Coast eat completely different than the East Coast. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so what we feel is hearty and thick. They say no way, that's a normal meal for yeah. us, right? Excuse right. me. So that being said, it really is predicated on the individual. Uh-huh. And that being said, as well. It's one of those things that, you know, to answer the second part of the question mm-hmm. is, you know, it's very easy to change it if you're diligent and stick with if it. If you really want it. But it's also got to be in steps. And, and you know, and I know that I'm not supposed to do this and I and I know I'm not supposed to go backwards, but I am going to say this it. real quick. <laughs> you got to crawl before you walk. That's true. And I use that analogy all the time because it is so true. Yeah. If you say it to yourself on a Monday, and you can attest to this, and yeah. everyone out there, you guys can all attest to this. Yeah. If you get up on a Monday morning and say, okay, I'm going to eat four meals today. Yep. But you've only eaten one meal for the last six months, you're not going to do it. You're going to fail. It's inevitable. You're going to fail. That's true. But if you get up and say, okay, you know what? I've eaten one meal or two meals a yeah, day yeah. for the last six months. Yeah. On Monday morning, I am going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes. And I'm going to add one more meal, which is not hard if you're eating two. Right. Okay. And I'm going to really stick with this. For yourself. Okay? To take care of you. Yeah. Stick with this. That's a lot easier than saying I'm going to eat six times a day with two snacks and three full meals. After eating whatever people are gonna the hell fail. you want, that's a lot. And I would fail too. I and would, I do yeah. this for a living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, trust me, people out there listening, there are days that I eat six times a day. There are days that I eat two to three times a day. Mm-hmm. And I am guilty of it. And I am but a, you can do, you are at your results. Well, like I am are, at my you, results, but to maintain and get better, which mm-hmm. I always want to do, which we all kind of strive to yeah, do, yeah. we have to be diligent. Do you think because, like say we're all that person that eats one time a day or we eat crappy crap like do you think it's almost like a withdrawal you know what I mean like if, if I'm a smoker right and I want to get off of it great example is that, is great that example. the kind of way I like, think so because you know I become a big foodie and, mm-hmm. and I am very much into so the I. fine dining thing mm-hmm. and you know and I love going out to dinner and that's my way of kind of my release I don't drink but I get reward. I get why people do drink because that's their release and their mm-hmm. outlet which I totally understand yeah but again it's all got to be done in moderation moderation so in other words a perfect example would be if you do start this and you are used to going out to fine dining or you do like eating a little bit more right. fattening foods then give yourself that reward after like two or three days of sticking with something oh, and you know it, it becomes bad. a moderation issue yeah. again. you know if like okay well I haven't been able to stick with a diet because we all know how hard diets are to follow because really there are. are so many out there. But just finding something that works for you that you enjoy eating mm-hmm. and or cooking or picking food up and yeah. not to not to give props, but it is true. Like a Fit Foods, that a place that you can go into and, it's ready and for they you. have everything readily available. Oh, that's they the take the meal ever. prep and the guesswork out of it. That's you true. walk in, you get your breakfast, lunch, and dinner for Warm the next few days. Yeah. Now you have no excuse. If, and, if you, and if you mess that up, then, then you're, then really you're kind of like screwed because yeah. there really is no hope for you. <laughs> Again, you're jumping, in front of, you're jumping in front of the light rail like I am. <laughs> but you know, so it is one of those things. But, but again, you know, if you're going to prep your food and you're yeah. going to be diligent, 
diligent about that, then all power to you. It's very difficult to do, but those are the steps you have to take mm-hmm. because it a lot it is a lot cheaper to do. Right. And you can pick and choose what you're what you're gonna eat and what yeah. you're gonna and prepare. Low calories. And it gives you that sense of 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 kind of like um reward, like mm-hmm. a sense of accomplishment. Like, you know what? I prepped my food, I made it, I bought it, I made I, I prepped it, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. And 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 not throw it away. Yeah. But if you do want to treat yourself to maybe a cheeseburger yeah. or a steak or a glass of wine, Pizza. do it. Do it. Yeah, but you know, I think we beat ourselves up in our head. Well, of course like that. we do. Like, and but but what's funny is ourselves. those cravings yeah. will start to subside. The more and more you stay consistent because um, the clean stuff. Exactly, because the body's gonna say, Whoa, 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 we're so used to eating clean and we're getting these calories that we need to in now. Right. When you introduce something like a very fattening food that you haven't had in a while, it plays havoc on your Brother, stomach. I got sick. One it time. plays havoc. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that if you eat clean or you start kind of really cleaning up your diet and yeah. don't 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 misconstrue these words, guys out there. Eating clean is just basically being really diligent about what you're putting into your body yeah. from a fat standpoint, carbohydrate standpoint, mm-hmm. and protein. Because, okay, going to McDonald's, getting a Big Mac, it's got fat, protein, and carbs. Mm. But is it the cleanest food you can eat? Of no. course not. No. Whereas a nice lean chicken breast with a little bit of seasoning, a nice little small salad, yeah. and maybe a little bit of vegetable or some sweet potato, that is considered a clean That's meal. That's perfect, yeah. Now, does it take a lot to do that? Of course it does. It takes a little prep work. It's not microwave. But of course, you go to Fit like Foods that. and you can pick those up right there. In seconds. It's all done and everything's... Everything's calibrated for the fats, mm-hmm. the carbs, and the protein. So, yeah, going to McDonald's, it is it that bad? It it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But if you stay consistently eating clean and being careful what you're eating and then introduce that McDonald's cheeseburger or that glass of wine or that beer that you haven't had in a long time, yeah. you're going to notice a big difference. Oh, your body might be beating you up. Yeah, and it's you're going to enjoy sitting at the throne Watching our Instagram. Oh my God. <laughs> but yes. if you do go sit down Archie at the throne, squirts. look at our Instagram and, and like it. Make sure you follow it. Make sure you follow it. Exactly. Listen, so let me ask you if, if a person, like, it's so funny because I see women that are on diets and things like that, and they're like, you know, sometimes they'll say, I'm craving this. I need to have this. But I feel like once you eat your clean food, it kind of disappears, no? It does, but I go back to my kind of roots with this and what I've always followed. Mm. I've always told my clients, and I stick by this as well, and maybe it doesn't work for some trainers. Maybe it does. This is just my own personal way of of doing it. Yeah. I tell all my people that I work with and or speak to and or give seminars to or speak out, moderate it. If you have a craving for some M&Ms, fill a small handful and have some. You didn't tell me that. I ate the whole bag. I have told you that. I ate the whole bag. But when you got the bag strapped on your ass walking through the studio, <laughs> then, it but no. A, it was a share bag, for, too. <laughs> for real. It's one of those things, guys, that if you are having a craving for mm-hmm. something sweet or savory, and it's funny because over the years, I used to have the biggest sweet tooth, and I would eat Starburst, and I would eat some Fun Lick, and mm. shout out to Fun Lick. Back in the day, we all had that stick with that stupid ass powder that you'd eat. Oh, you'd, that stuff. You, yeah, yes, that's a that fun bomb, dip. Brother. That's a fun dip. You get yes. the two sticks, and then you get green, uh, purple. purple, and red. Purple was mine. But we used to make our own fun dip and just dip a stick, a popsicle stick, and some Kool-Aid. I knew you were going to say yeah. that. Or a finger. Oh, you lick your finger, stick it in, and everybody would use the same finger. same Kool-Aid. You're just but, sure it. you know, no one drinks Kool-Aid anymore. I drink Kool-Aid, but I'm also, <laughs> you know, I, I like my Kool-Aid. But no, in all honesty, I'll use Kool-Aid example. If you need and you have an urge to drink a sugary drink like yeah. a Coke or a Red Bull or or a Diet Coke, then have it. 
Really? Okay, here I am in the studio, and, and you guys can't see me. I have that this small-ass small can, can and it is... It's 7.5 fluid ounces. It is as big <laughs> as his damn pointer finger. Okay, like, it's- so it makes me look bigger, which I like. And and so I buy these because it gives me just enough to taste it and enjoy it. And that's it. But it's not going crazy. So let me ask you, if I'm craving chocolate, yeah. would, is there something healthier that can compare to that to resolve that craving? Does that make sense? So it does. would it be like, would a bean, be, you know, having some beans? No. Care, you know what I no. mean? Like, you, who the hell's going to eat some I'm refried beans in place of I some chocolate? That. Listen. Tosh. That's Tosh. Saying. That ain't me, guys. This <laughs> that ain't me. I would never give you beans to suffice I love some beans. chocolate. Give me beans but, salad. But no, it's it, it's a great, great question. What can you do that can offset that craving yeah. that would be better for you? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sugar-free candies out there. There's a lot of things out there like sugar-free chocolates out there. But we all know damn well, and oh, we'd gosh. be lying to ourselves yeah. if we all said it tastes the same. Because uh, it don't taste the same. It, no. tells, it tastes like ass. Okay? So let's just <laughs> be honest. Um, we're the, not going to go there. The paper that it's wrapped in probably tastes better than the actual product inside. Uh, but no, it, it, it all comes down to yeah. just being a little bit diligent and saying, okay, I am craving some ice cream. Mm-hmm. So take a big tablespoon of, of Haagen-Dazs or whatever favorite ice cream that you makes have sense. and stick it in your mouth and yeah. enjoy it and then move on. And let it just melt. Don't move even, on. Yeah. Because that little bit of enticement that you've rewarded yourself that is not going to do anything. It's not going to kill it's the craving? It's not going to do anything. Oh, mine no. doesn't matter. Now, but if you're sitting or eating M&M after M&M after M&M and eating some chips... That's what I do, but we won't go into that. I did that yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I'm still my journey. But that's the thing is that you do that late at night, and then you go to bed. Your body has to sit and digest those calories. Your body slows down during the night of sleep, guys. We all know how this works. We've talked about it. So therefore, it holds it. It kind of defeats the purpose of what we're trying to do. So again, I will say this out loud, and please take note of this. Write it down, yeah. put it in your phone, whatever. If you're going to have something you shouldn't have, have it early in the day and have a small portion of it. See, I thought by g- going for my Dove almond bars to just, you know, nice dark chocolate, a little brick of it would be good. <laughs> or a thing of beans. <laughs> Bro, I didn't know. I was asking. A qu- I figured that if there's one thing, there might be something that can cover for that one so thing. So anybody you might that be wants a piece of chocolate, Go eat, eat, eat beans. some refried <laughs> beans and some lard. <laughs> That's essential fat. Oh my gosh. Okay, so today we talked about the three different body types, how you can go from one, the ecto, to the endo, to the meso. So now, if I want to go from a meso to an ecto, Sounds like many... a Jay-Z song. It does. H to Ect the to the endo, endo H to the meso. You get That's my why nerves. I put your damn hands up. And real quick, if I wanted to go from a meso to an ecto, how many times a day should I eat? Four times. Four times Four a day. Four times. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a snack. If you want to go with that, I say from a meso to an ecto, right? Meso to an endo. So okay. meso's going to be technically obese. So you got to go through the Endo is going to be your ideal body fat athletic look. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to lean down from a mesomorph yep. to an endomorph, yep. cardio, yep. four to five times a week, okay. 30 to 35 minutes a hit, Boom. workout four to five days a week, weight train. 30 35 minutes of a hit weight training system yeah. with a trainer. Yeah. And follow your diet, guys. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a snack. And give yourself a little bit of reward here and there. Okay. And if somebody wants to go from an ecto like you, an ecto, which a meso, is a very small, very slight lean. individual, right, to an endo, yep. Then of course you're going to probably want to increase those calories to probably four to five times a day, mm-hmm. maybe even six. Mm-hmm. 
introduce a little bit of a supplement shake, like a meal replacement, because we all know it's hard to get six meals in. It is. Especially from a prep work. I wish there was a pill of food well, you can just swallow and you There's eat. a store that you go in called Fit Foods. Yeah. And it makes it very simplistic. So yeah. you go in there. So from the ecto to an endo or an ecto to a mezzo, you're going to really look at some of these prep places because it's going to be a lot easier. And then again, the guest works out of it. Yeah. But of course, look at also an MRP, which is a mere replacement shake. Okay. Okay. Or a protein shake yeah. to offset. Maybe if you don't have time to sit down and eat. Oh, yeah. As opposed or if you're to just, just tired of chewing. Right, right, right. Or going, you know, you're kind of chickened out, you're egged out, you're milked out. You know, you can I have a it. shake and come up with some different ideas because, you know, Pinterest and, and online has yeah. so many, so many, so many different ideas of how to how to make protein shakes, protein pancakes, I love that. protein balls. You know, uh, they have these peanut butter protein balls at Fit Foods yeah. that are just unbelievable. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't even taste like you're eating something that's actually good for you. Mm. So that's where the, the guesswork really do your diligence and come up with some different ideas right. and it'll, it'll save you. It really will. So then with exercising from the ecto to the endo and the endo to the meso, <laughs> H to the iso, yeah. hot, what would you, heavy weight training? If you're going to go ecto to mezzo, like or, you. or ecto, yeah, you're going to want to fluctuate between, you know, low rep, high weight, and, and offset that with some volume training. Again, training five to six days a week, taking mm. a day or two off, listen to your body, guys. And that even goes for all the different rest. body classifications. Yeah. If you feel your body needs a little bit of a break, listen to it and take a break. Well, you need to talk to Victor because well, he'd be working out seven days a week. That's because I beat him and make him work harder. <laughs> We're talking about our program. We're director. talking about my boss that, that basically pays me. Still, tremendously. I still haven't gotten my office. So until he gives my office, I'm going to beat him seven days listen, a week. Listen, uh, will Dave ever get into his office? You got to make sure you follow us on that's Instagram. The, that's what you need to shout out and tell Victor <laughs> Big Dave needs an office. Unbelievable. Okay, so today we talked about the three different body types. If this a situation or a, a topic you want to discuss when it comes to fitness and health, be sure to send your emails in to Big Dave's Power Half Hour at gmail.com. We will read them all. We go through every single one of them and we appreciate you for listening. Dave, anything you want to say before we close this join out? I don't have anything to say other than I hope everyone's enjoying these. We're working on them very hard. We're, we are. we're really, really making these something special to us. So please give us your feedback, whether it is good or bad. We take negative criticism just as well as positive. We yeah. want to make sure that we're doing, or I personally want to make sure I'm doing what I need to do for of everybody course. out there. Because Tosh and Vic have this down. Thank God I have Tosh, my right-hand man, He's right-hand awesome. girl. That, that helps me out. Um, but no, in all honesty, thank you so much for the support. We really, really appreciate it. And you guys are doing something for me that I never thought I would do. So again, doing it. big doing shout it. out to everybody. Thank you so much for the support and listening. H to the Izzo. <laughs> Follow Big Dave's Power Half Hour on social media at Big Dave's Power Half Hour. Join us next week for another episode dedicated to getting you healthier mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's Big Dave's Power Half Hour, hosted by Tasha Makia. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.